Welcome to Manager Tools. How to handle back-to-back -back meetings, part two. Here we go. Okay, how about um, the value of calendar suit? We've, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, we have recently. I, I've been getting so many questions in the last several months, Mike, about calendars and time. And you and I understand how everything starts with effectiveness, choosing the right things, and then being efficient about it, making sure you make time for the right things. And people don't understand that their calendars are not a Rubik's Cube, but they're really just a soup. The timing for any of those hour-long meetings that you control are flexible. Yeah, people don't get that, right? That's the They think that it's a static thing. It's a brick wall. You fill in all the pieces, and then, by God, it's going to stay the same. And it never does. It never does, yeah. Yeah, and you get frustrated, and, and you don't realize what's really happening. Yeah. Rather than seeing each hour as fixed in time, see all of your commitments as priorities as a soup, which can be moved to almost any time within that week. The thing is that your calendar is much more like a soup than building a brick wall where taking a brick out of an existing wall is problematic for the wall. But with a soup, it doesn't really matter whether you add the potatoes or the corn before the tomatoes if you're making vegetable soup. It just doesn't as long as there's some stock in there and you're not going to burn some stuff. So get comfortable with moving things around. Okay, There could be a time Thursday afternoon where you could put a meeting where everybody's free. Um, they may not want to do it, or you may lose one person because of it. Uh, or maybe you discover that the time you have for your stuff is first thing in the morning or late afternoon, and you'll have to get better at defending yourself against thousands of small interruptions. But moving things around, seeing it as very flexible, and seeing your calendar as a place where your priorities are reflected, but in any given week, it doesn't matter when the priority gets done as long as it gets done makes you much more comfortable, much less unwilling to see everything as being able to be moved when you're in charge of certain meetings. Okay. Let's shift to uh, tactics as opposed to strategies. Yeah. And to be clear, I probably should have said this at the top. The strategies are all things that you can do that are around your meetings, the meetings you control. And as a manager, surely one or two or more of those meetings are meetings you control, okay? The tactics are things you can do in your own meetings and anyone else's meeting too. I think that's going to help people understand yeah. the structure of this. Okay, so tactic one, this seems like a fairly simple one. I wish more people would follow it, um, but be on time. Be on time to meetings. Yeah, I tell you something. I, I had this conversation with a senior person. Yeah, Mark, these young people. They can't be on time. I said, really can't? Like they, they miss their train every morning. They miss the subway. They, yeah, no, they're they're bad. I said, well, okay, but you were you that way when you were a kid? And he said, no, my gosh, no. I said, okay, um, let me ask you something. What would have happened to you as a kid, you know, if you were late, if you couldn't manage your time? Oh, God, somebody, you know. I mean, I can remember coming in five minutes late one morning. My boss is standing there and said, where you been? Oh, sorry, I missed something, or I stopped and chatted with somebody. No, we start on time here. This is a professional place. And the young person goes, yes, sir. And from then on, <laughs> he's on time. And then I talked to the senior person. I said, okay, these people are late. Why are you talking to me about it? Why aren't you taking three or four of them aside and saying, hey, I expect you to set a standard. We show up on time. 
Now, I will say this. I'm going to make a little aside here. There's a whole meme, a theme, a cultural, a mistaken cultural belief that, you know, we're a technology company and techies like to stay up late and so they don't come in in the morning and so on. That is just one of the dumbest things I've ever heard. I hear it in Silicon Valley all the time. Some of Silicon Valley is about the traffic. But, you know, we don't really get started here until 10 in the morning. Yeah, okay. And then I find out that the chief executive of the firm is in at 7.30 every morning. Uh, now he goes home at 6. Guys, uh, being timely is one of the fundamental principles that professionals simply believe in. If you're an executive in a firm that allows people to come in late, uh, or there, if there are no repercussions for being late, you can change that by asking the people closest to you to be on time and then to roll that down to everybody else in your organization. Being on time, if you're a manager or an executive, you're part of the reason why people are late is you don't ask people to be on time. You can choose not to punish them, and frankly, you could give them some negative feedback, but you can change the culture if you want. And look, part of the problem with back-to-back -back meetings is that everyone uses them as a justification for being late. And so we start slow and then we finish poorly because meetings are start a meeting that doesn't have an agenda, that doesn't have someone facilitating assertively is not going to finish on time. And then we end up having the same problem over and over again. It's a classic Peter Sinji fifth discipline learning organization system, right, Mike? I mean, there are they're just a bunch of inputs on this there you stuff, go. right? And it gets even worse than that. Um, there's the whole mantra of, I'm so busy, I don't have to be on time to meetings because where I was before is more important than this meeting, which makes me cooler and more important than you, which is just stupid. <laughs> and what's funny about that is, I'll tell you what, I, I called a guy on it. I was in a series of meetings in Silicon Valley about a year ago. And as it happened, I sat through two meetings that one guy was late to both of. And he walked in late and he said, hey, where are we? And I put up a hand to the meeting facilitator to say, don't address it. And he said, Something, you know, we'll catch you up later. And this person was a junior person to the person running the meeting. He says, no, 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 we're redoing this. And, he said, and the, the manager, to his credit, said, no, we'll wait on that. We'll pick it up. And then the guy felt that he had been chided, which in fact was not the case. The manager was not chiding him for being late. He was simply saying, I'm not going to tell you what you want to know because you were late, okay? Mm. And so the, so the junior person that had been late, who had a thin skin clearly, then said, well, I'm sorry I'm late, but I was at this meeting, and that was really important, and we didn't get done the important stuff until the last few minutes. It was a clear effort of what I was doing was more important. And I finally spoke up, and generally I don't speak up when I'm at a client location unless I'm talking privately to my, to my client, the person I'm being paid by. Um, you know, at the end of the day or between meetings. And I said, well, that can't be true because I have people's calendars and you were late this morning as well to a different meeting. I don't think it has anything to do with how important you, you were doing where you were. I think it's you being late all the time. And then I just looked down. <laughs> you know, and then to the person's discredit, what did they do? They sat down in a showy, pouty way. This is an adult, a 30-year-old adult. Okay, and it's not like he invented Linux. It's not like he invented, you know, Ruby on Rails or something. And so, okay, yeah, you're a developer and you think yourself as a little bit of a prima donna. Okay, fine. Yeah, and this is a technology company and your skills are well regarded. And then proceeded not to contribute. 
And the manager came up to me afterwards, and everybody was milling around after the meeting because it was a meeting before lunch, as I recall. It may have been right after lunch. And, and uh, he said, should I say anything to him? I said, no, let him just do in his own juices. So, guys, be on time, okay? It's not hard. There are choices you make about being on time or sticking through the end of a meeting that's poorly done. And we'll talk later about leaving early. Yeah. Well, another thing you can do to help meetings is when you come to the meeting, be prepared. <laughs> I mean, no. Yeah. If, if you're going to deliver something, know what you're know what you're doing. Don't delay the meeting and 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 create problems because you're not prepared for it. Right. Yeah. Study your meetings in advance in the morning on the way to work on the train. Okay, in your car. Um, study the night before for 15 minutes. Get in early enough to have 15 minutes at your desk and don't do mail because you're not going to get through all your mail in 15 minutes anyway. Know what you're going to say. Know what you're going to deliver. Okay, be ready to agree. Okay, don't delay the meeting and, and, and the end of it by having to check on things. Well, you know, I can send a text real quick and see if they're okay with that. Be ready to agree. Too many attendees come to meetings and their entire purpose is to avoid the chance of anybody getting in trouble. And let me tell you something, folks. Those of you in the corporate world, I, I'm, I'm going to say something that's not politically correct here, but uh, we'll console ourselves with being right. There are many of you who complain about the government and its ability to provide services. And there's a general meme around if they had the profit motive, they, they might do better. And, and there's a lot of, uh, of data which suggests that's true. But your back-to-back -back meetings with people showing up late and meetings not finishing are for the very same reason that many people in governmental roles feel that their hands are tied and you are living their nightmare okay in many many places in the government the risk of being creative is high there are people who are senior who say no we don't do things differently it's a classic australian tall poppy disease that if you're the tallest poppy in the field you're going to get cut down and so everybody avoids doing anything better or new or different or mm. wiser or more clever and back-to-back -back meetings are the exact same thing and people sitting in meetings and saying I don't want to say anything I don't want to make a decision I'm afraid it, there's a one or five or ten percent chance my boss will disagree and even though it move this meeting forward I'm not gonna do it okay so too many people go and say oh, I'll wait and see what other people are gonna say or do or well politically I don't want them to get that for this reason and so therefore I'm just, just gonna disagree Okay, that's just crap, okay? And you're part of the problem. The person who sits there and says, I'm in fear and so I'm not gonna do anything, you're part of the problem. Be ready with your input. And let, let me say something else here. I don't wanna get on a high horse here. And Mike, I encourage you to respond to this as well. Guys, if you're a perfectionist, if you're a dot your I, cross your T kind of person, if you really need more time to think things through, if you're somebody who has to put together some data on your own and sit and think about it for a week, and so therefore you're not comfortable making decisions or offering input in meetings, or you say to yourself, there's nothing here that really requires me to provide input. I don't have to agree. If I say nothing, they'll probably still do it, but I will be able to say later, I didn't agree. You're literally protecting yourself politically every second of the meeting. Okay. The fact is, it's a harsh reality about organizational life today, folks, people like this, that your preferences about waiting and thinking have become antiquated, and you are part of the problem as well.
One of the biggest problems in meetings is attendees all asking for more time, wanting more time, waiting, not contributing for fear of political and professional ramification. Attending a meeting means being ready to get work done therein. If your job, if your mantra is to avoid risk, you need to not be a manager. If you're afraid of getting your hand slapped, please don't be a manager. Okay, and and you need to not be going to meetings because you're the person who are slowing who is slowing things down. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the pace of organizational life today yeah. is, is fast enough that if you want to be a perfectionist, you want to get all your data, dot your eyes, cross your T's, that's fine. But do it before the meeting where the decision is going to be made. If you want to put that time in, do it beforehand. And you probably won't will not get as far as you would like. You will not have all the data you not you will not have all the information you need. You won't have been able to do fifteen graphs and fifteen spreadsheets and all that. I know because I'm that kind of guy. Uh, when you come to the meeting decision, be prepared to make a decision and to venture an opinion based upon the data you have at that time. Not wishy washy, yes or no. I recommend we proceed forward or not. Otherwise you're the person slowing it down. Right? And and yep. If you're that person, everybody knows it, right? And the yeah. fact that you're that you venture opinion and you agree to move forward is going to move the decision forward, right? Yeah, I even go. I'll go two steps further. One, if you're not this, per, if you're not a perfectionist, a delayer, a waiter, a pauser, then send out a meeting agenda in advance. It only takes two minutes to do a quick and dirty agenda. We have guidance mm. on that, so that everybody knows what's going to be talked about so they can prepare for it, okay? But one more thing. I know a, a very good friend of mine who works not far from here in California who would say, but Mark, it's just hard to know. And I say to him, you know what? I know it's hard. And never in your executive, senior executives above you, never in their lives have they ever made a decision when they knew, knowing is not the standard. Thinking is the standard. Guessing is the standard. Yes, we want, a, we want, let me put it this way. We want a level of confidence. We do not want certainty. So I hear high C's tell me this all the time. Well, I don't know. I got to tell you, I've never made a decision where I knew. Okay. You just don't know. Decisions are essentially a bet. Yeah, decisions are not, they're not binary, zero, one, right. for I see, they're probabilities. There's a 70% ch chance I'm right. Yeah. Okay, good enough. Well, well, the high C would say, no, it is binary, because I have to say yes or no, go or stop. But what they think is that in order to say go, I must have 100% supporting data, and right. you simply don't. And so you're going to have to say, you know what, I'm not certain, but I believe we can support that. And you may create problems later. It, it does happen. And we're not suggesting you go willy-nilly through life. But if you're the person who's always saying, wait, I'm sorry, I can't, I'm it. you know, you're slowing things down. And so you need to be prepared. You need to do your work before the meetings. Yeah. Cool. Tactic three, leave early. Now, this is, <laughs> this is going to throw some people. Like, literally, you're, you're, you're suggesting that meeting's an hour. You leave early. The meeting's not over. You leave. Yeah. You leave 10 minutes before or five minutes before, depending upon whether you need to go to another building on campus or whether you're going down the hall or up the stairs or whatever. This is the most effective of all the tactics. To help achieve a tactic number one, which is to say be on time, leave whatever meeting you're in in enough time to get to the next one. Period. 
everyone else is always showing up late anyway, so missing part of any meeting is clearly tolerated. Okay, I know somebody's going to say, no, actually, Mark, missing the start of the meeting is tolerated. Okay, fine, but I'm going to engage in a different culture. I'm going to engage in a small amount of risk, which, by the way, if I get repeatedly told you can't leave early, you you know, you could just be late to the next meeting the way everybody else, then I would probably go, okay, I don't want to put my head in the mouth of the lion. On the other hand, when I heard the guy who tells me I can't leave early, I hate this culture, you look at him and go, dude, you're the reason for the culture. There are all kinds of things we can do, and you're prohibiting it. Hmm. Just, just try it, right? You don't, you don't need to ask permission. You don't have to wait for approval. Just, just walk out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually two points. You, tr- you decide to try it, but when you decide to try it, it's like trying to jump into a pool. At some point, as you start to jump, there's no way back. So what you do is you stand up and say, "Sorry, folks, I've got another meeting to get to. Happy to review the notes," and then walk out. Don't ask for permission. Don't walk out as if to suggest you're literally waiting for the hook in the manager. Hey, you can't do that. And you just look at him and say, I'm sorry. Look, I got to catch a flight. I'm sorry. My kids are at the daycare. It cost me a buck a minute. Uh, I'm sorry. My spouse just called and he can't go in. Or my boss just texted me and he's been uh, activated to go in a special executive session. And I've got to go to a meeting for him. Okay. There's all kinds of reasons. Don't wait for approval. The folks who are late to the meeting you're in right now didn't ask permission. They just showed up late. Right. You're just you're just doing what they're doing. Right. Missing part of the meeting, but you're doing it in service of the organization and not of your own selfishness. Yeah. And by the way, folks, you can't do this if you're ten minutes late to the meeting. You have to be on time to be credible in this case. Right. Agreed. Yeah. Cool. All right. Tactic number four. Be present. I assume you mean at least the beginning of it is like, don't be doing email when you're at the meeting, right? You have to, when you're at the meeting, you have to be at the meeting, particularly in teleconferences. Yeah. Look, I recently sat through a project meeting, project review meeting run by a PMO, program management office at a tech company. Okay. The executive sponsor of the projects that were being reviewed uh, in the meeting walked in and sat in the back of the meeting. And there are four project managers and the PMO director in the meeting. Two of the four attendees didn't realize that the executive walked into the back and they were doing email during the meeting. I was sitting at a different angle and the other two people were doing email too. And then we wonder why meetings are sluggish. And my guess is these projects probably were not green and everything going hunky-dory, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's, uh, you know. So look, guys, be present. Ask questions, answer questions, make decisions, but don't use the cover of the meeting and poor facilitation to justify another ineffective meeting and leading to another one week after week after week after. Be present and make that meeting useful. You know, we need to be the change we want to see in the world. That's right. Make the meeting so effective that the next meeting next week isn't necessary, right? I mean, it's kind of, it's like, if you get two weeks worth of work done in that meeting because you're present, right? Then you can you can make the next meeting not even required. Yeah. Okay, maybe, you know, maybe that doesn't happen often, but if you use that mindset, holy moly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, notes. You gotta take effective notes. Yeah, learn to do it. And guys, you don't need to write everything down. Write down your deliverables 
and anything critical that applies to you or your team. Learn how to highlight your deliverables somehow. From a distance, looking at your notes, arm's length maybe, or two, three feet away from you where you can't read the actual notes. Be able to tell through the use of what is known as metadata which items are actually deliverables because there's all kinds of things that are discussed in meetings, but the deliverables are the things that are most important. Highlight things, use a highlighter, although guys, to be clear, we don't recommend highlighters because it's an extra thing to carry around and if you don't have it, you can't then do whatever it is you need to do to indicate what deliverables are. And I'll just tell you, highlighters are, I don't know, I think of them as non-executive tools. Juvenile. <laughs> I yeah. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't go that far, but non-executive, yeah. Okay, stars, asterisks, circles, underlines, whatever it is, give your notes metadata. It makes using them much easier. Ask yourself, of all the notes you've taken in the last year, how many of them have you gone back over? And the answer is almost none. Maybe once to find a particular note about when you said you'd do something, but that's it. And let's also, I mean, guys, I've been saying this a lot lately. I don't know quite how to break the spell among some people. Some people are just, they believe what they believe, and they're often tech people who say, I'd prefer to type my notes. And what's funny is those tech people who, when they're chiding someone else for a silly behavior, they'll Google something and say, look, here's the data. It's right here. Folks, Google it. Okay. Handwritten notes. It's not even funny how much better it is than typing. To say nothing of the fact that when you're typing notes in a meeting, separate from the fact that you're taking crappy notes, everybody thinks you're doing mail. And by the way, it doesn't come across that you're a super effective multitasker. It just comes across that you're a jerk and you don't care. You know, I've told the story before of the guy who was in a meeting and somebody whispered to him, hey, you probably don't need to be taking meetings, taking notes on your laptop. And uh, the guy said, no, that's how I do it. And he says, well, the CEO doesn't like it. The CEO doesn't like when you do that. And uh, he says, well, I, I don't know. The CEO's not here. And the guy says, the CEO is sitting right next to you. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah. So no, no typing, guys. You just can't do it. Close your laptop. You know, if you want to take your laptop because you have to look something up at some point, great. But other than that, no. And that's it. I love this because it just belies the the idea that there is nothing you can do about it. There's a lot of stuff you yeah. can do about it. And it's a big cultural problem, and you may have to make it die the death of a thousand cuts, right? And you don't have a big solution. You want to wave a magic wand. You want to put out a professional edict, you know, a ban, okay? And you can't. So you engage in these strategies, 45-minute meetings, delegating and assigning some of the meetings to free up some of your time, put your priorities on your calendar in advance, three weeks in advance, think of your calendar as a soup, and then tactics, be on time, be prepared, leave early, focus and be present, take good notes, and you'll discover the pain of back-to-back -back meetings can be fixed. Do what you can to mitigate the pain and let go of the rest of the pain and then, as you get promoted, insist on teaching this kind of organizational effectiveness. Maybe it's small ball, but it works. Teach this to other people. Awesome, my friend. Really enjoyed that. Thanks, partner. All right. We'll see you later.
Thanks, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next week. Have a great one. So long.